Buenos dias, Lakerland, and welcome to the show. As always, we're powered by LakersUnderground.com, your home for all things Lakers. You can now also find us on Facebook by searching Lakers Underground, Instagram at Lakers Underground, and Twitter at Lakers underscore podcast. So ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Jason Kidd will be among the serious coaching candidates for the LA Lakers, assuming Luke Walton is fired after the season. ESPN's Stephen A. Smith reported that Teron Liu is the coach that the Lakers are truly interested in and that the Lakers specifically made a point to come to Stephen A. and tell him that Jason Kidd is not a serious candidate. This all happened earlier this week. There have also been rumors of Mark Jackson floating around, which seems to be a constant during the summer, like every summer, yet Mark continues to not get head coaching positions. And let's break down each of these coaching, uh, excuse me, each of these coaches for fun, because let's face it, it's probably going to be Ty Lue to appease LeBron James and rightfully so to a certain extent. Before we get to that, I just want to point out for my own sanity as a Laker fan that Luke Walton got the short end of the stick in this whole thing. Jeannie Buss, bless her heart, backed Luke Walton at the beginning of the season saying that he's her guy. Uh, However, never did Magic or Palenka give Luke the confidence that I think a coach needs in order to properly make decisions in the best interest of the team for the future. We all know or should know by now that coaching isn't always an instantaneous success or fail. Sometimes things take time to grow and if Luke doesn't feel that he had that time then he's just he's gonna make decisions based on not based on not gut instincts but on on fear so based on how this season has gone and with the players in the locker room seemingly not taking a Luke which is his fault mostly but not entirely Luke Walton has a zero percent chance of staying we see all these rumors out there and Lakers aren't even you know, putting them to rest or anything anyway. You know, there's 0% chance of staying. He's not without his faults. And I've said that I, I would have liked him to have better accountability during games of the players, for one thing. And, and Luke didn't deserve to have all these rumors coming out ahead of the season and, you know, being done about who the head coach would be the next year. He didn't need the rumors of LeBron's camp not being on his side. You know, it comes with a job, I suppose, but man, he didn't deserve that. I truly haven't, I haven't seen something like that happen before. But at this point, with everything that's happened, you know, we're definitely looking towards the offseason and, and who our new coach will be as at this point, it's, it's inevitable. So the first one we want to look at is going to be Jason Kidd. Here's the profile he's coached the Nets and the Bucks for a total of four and a half seasons in the NBA. His total record is 183 and 190. The big success for Kidd was turning a 10-21 and 21 start to a season with the Nets into a 44-38 and 38 record uh, team that made the playoffs. I mean, 44 wins in the East is a <laughs> for sure a playoff team. The scenario in Milwaukee when he went there is, is kind of similar to the one that Luke faces right now. You know, a team that's full of young talent with a superstar forward. The problem is Kidd failed to provide the right system for the team that that thrive uh, for the team to thrive and he was fired after a 23 and 22 start last season um my problem with Jason Kidd is it really his record in his four and a half years as a head coach although I do think his problems in Milwaukee are noteworthy now my issue with Jason Kidd and by the way he's one of my favorite players of all time 
And I have no malice towards him at all. My issue is really, it's just his ego. He forced a trade, which is super weird for a head coach, but he forced a trade away from the Nets to the uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks, all because he tried to fail to angle his way for more power within the Nets organization. Jason Kidd, this isn't a one-off situation. Jason Kidd has a history of doing whatever he can to get whatever he wants. And that trade that he forced in Milwaukee, yeah, they already had a head coach named Larry Drew in place. <laughs> so it, it's just disrespectful. And even now, he's answered questions about being the head coach of the Lakers, even though clearly the Lakers still have a head coach. Like it's like I said, it's just it's completely disrespectful. Uh, the Bucks obviously this year without him, uh, they're having an amazing year. The year, ironically, the year after Jason Kidd was fired, uh, you know their new head coach Mike uh, Budenholzer, which this it doesn't really look good for Kidd at all. It doesn't mean Kidd was a bad coach; it just means that Budenholzer's that much better. But again, Jason Kidd, he just he he does whatever he can to do whatever he needs to do, which obviously in certain scenarios it just doesn't look great on him and it just makes him look real real petty and again it the the disrespect uh, for for another coach I it's just I don't I don't understand it uh but that that's Jason Kidd I'm not a huge fan of 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 the Lakers uh if if we decided to hire Jason Kidd uh I I don't think he's the right man for uh for us next year next up would be Mark Jackson uh, the profile on him is that he coached the Golden State Warriors for about three years uh, before being fired there. Record's pretty good, and especially since he coached in the West. Uh, it's 121 and, and, uh, and 109. It's worth noting that each year his record got better. And yeah, of course, he did make the playoffs in the West. Mark Jackson's big success, other than making the playoffs, it was defense. Excuse me malfunctions here all right back on track (laughs) his big success other than making the playoffs is defense he inherited a defense in uh in golden state that was ranked number 26 in the league and in one year jackson turned him around and 13th and then the next year they were third which that's extremely impressive and important for our Lakers squad is defense. Mark Jackson uh, had some issues with management while in Golden State, to which were so bad that he was fired for them. Uh, I remember a bunch of rumors coming out that he essentially pit the players against management, had kind of like a we versus they mentality within the organization. Really, really, uh, really weird, but uh, he was fired for all that and has not been able to get a coaching job in the NBA since, and he, even though his name has popped up and man, nearly every available uh, good job uh, for the past five or so years. Also worth noting that Mark Jackson was apparently LeBron's first choice for a coach after David Blatt in Cleveland, and a compromise was made to which Teron Liu was hired. It's also important to know that Mark Jackson is represented by none other than Clutch Sports. Imagine that. Mark Jackson, I... Uh, I'm higher on Mark Jackson than I am on Jason Kidd. I think Mark Jackson clearly had some issues in Golden State, but but he certainly proved that he could get that team winning. 
and them uh, hiring Steve Kerr. It's a very similar scenario to Jason Kidd with, with Budenholzer. Steve Kerr's a great coach. It doesn't mean Mark Jackson was a bad coach. Mark Jackson, I think, was a very good coach. And so I, I really would not mind the Mark Jackson, unless somebody could tell me you know, something that, that I didn't bring up, something I don't know about Mark Jackson as far as coaching style uh, and, and, and really some, some deep, deep uh, flaws. I, I'm really not not that far off on Mark Jackson uh, for being our our next head coach. I'm not against it. The last big name tied the Lakers coaching search would be Teron Liu. I, I, sh- I say big name. A really realistic name is, is really what I should say. Here's the profile on him. He's the only one of the three that, that started out as an assistant coach. Uh, the other two were, boom, put right into head coach positions. So he's had a little bit of time to, to work under some other coaches. Uh, he was the head coach of the LeBron-led Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, so LeBron is already familiar with him. His record as a head coach is 128-83. and 83. Good record. He was fired this year after going 0-6 with Cleveland. Of course, no LeBron up in Cleveland. You also did not have Kevin Love, who was injured. I believe he just came back here in the last uh, you know month or two. So the good news is that Teron Liu is a former Laker. So the Lakers can say, which they'd love to do, that they'll be keeping in the Laker family uh, if, if Liu is given the head coaching spot. Lou also has a title to his name as a coach with the Cavs. And as we mentioned, LeBron is familiar with him already. So he's most likely the favorite of the bunch as LeBron James. And I quote from Stephen A. Smith that LeBron respects the heck out of him. So Lou's won a title as a coach, which is more we can say for Mark uh, Mark Jackson or, or Jason Kidd. The big pro for Lou as the next coach is that for his championship, if you remember, the Cavaliers were down in the series 3-1. to one, And Teron Liu actually did a good job with making adjustments that allowed the team to actually come back and win. So there's that. I, that, that should absolutely be noted. The only reservation I really have with Liu is being able to hold players accountable from top down. Now, again, my issue with, with Luke, and I think that we'd be talking a different uh, a different tune this year had Luke been able to, you know, get that relationship with LeBron, number one, but two, have accountability with those players. And I think even during the game is an important thing. He was not able to do that. So accountability, uh, you know, being able to hold players accountable from top down is my big reservation with Lou. So we're essentially sitting in the same boat with Lou in, in my view other than the fact that LeBron likes him. So I don't see LeBron signing off on on anyone who would legitimately hold him accountable. So here we sit, and I believe Teron Liu will be the next coach of the Lakers, unless some other name you know really pops up that they're taking seriously. But I, LeBron has such a hold on, on the Lakers' front office, and I'm – I'm not I'm not dumb. Like I remember Kobe having a big hand in in uh coaching searches after Phil Jackson left the first time. The nice thing about having a Kobe Bryant was that he he wanted a great coach. We got Rudy Tomjanovic uh which of course that it didn't uh end very well as he ended up having some health issues. Um 
but he was seen it man he was very highly regarded of course he led the rockets to a couple championships and that that was the guy that Le, that that kobe won he wanted a tough coach lebron's a lot different than kobe uh it's mud and water man like lebron it would seem throughout his career does not want to be coached he had issues with spolstra the organization sided with spolstra not lebron they're the only organization to do that down there in Miami was uh, Pat Riley. Of course, when you're Pat Riley, you can do what you want. So I, I really I really believe that whoever this next coach is, it's going to be a, a LeBron pick. And if LeBron doesn't get maybe his number one pick, it'll it certainly to an extent has got to be signed off on LeBron. That's not wrong. I just was I, – I really hope <laughs> – I was really hoping that we would actually get a coach – that has some weight behind them and I don't think that we'll get that Lou maybe is the one that of those three that we mentioned and again we're early in this process of course the Lakers are not actually interviewing anybody at this point so there's going to be other names that'll that'll probably pop up but it seems likely to me that they will not get a head coach that is going to be a really like wow great head coach great pedigree everything right so I think it'll be somebody who's, you know, been a head coach a little bit or maybe even not even a head coach. Who knows? Uh, But before we end the show, I wanted to throw out a few more names just for fun. None of these people I think will actually be considered for the head coaching job of the Lakers. But um, and, And I'd be surprised if any of them actually get an interview. But nonetheless, they are available. And I wanted just to list a few of them here. So, uh, number one, I have to mention it, being a big Laker fan. Phil Jackson, 11 rings. It's never going to happen, <laughs> basically for two reasons. One, LeBron hates him. And two, Phil has health issues. The guy's like 73, 74 right now. I mean, he retired in 2011 due to health issues. Here we are eight years later. This isn't – I'm sure they have not gotten better. So – Phil's not going to be our head coach. I just, I, I have to mention him. But let's say neither of those were an issue. It would still be fair to say that with LeBron at 34 and going to be 35 next December, that it would simply take too long to instill Phil's philosophies anyway. And, you know, we triangle offense, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, nobody's really done the triangle offense well since Phil. Uh, it. Any, any of Phil's philosophies, they always took a while in order for the team to actually get it. You know, you take a good year or two. So with LeBron at the age he's at, number one, LeBron doesn't want to learn anything new. It's it's not going to happen. So that's Phil Jackson. Had to mention him. Uh, the next would be either one, Stan or Jeff Van Gundy. Both are available. Jeff hasn't coached for over a decade, but... He had success with both the Knicks in the 90s and the Rockets in the 2000s in the uh, Tracy McGrady-Yao Ming uh, era. Both guys are from Pat Riley's coaching tree, and Jeff specifically is known for defense, while I think Stan is more known for his pick-and-roll prowess. Stan, more recently, was a coach, uh, extremely more recently than than Jeff. Stan was coach up in in, uh, Detroit, didn't really go well, but... Jeff had a lot of good uh, good success 
he was with the Heat, if I remember right, before Spolster, before LeBron. But he also had success in Miami, if I'm not mistaken, excuse me, uh, in Orlando. If I'm not mistaken, Stan was the coach of that Orlando team that lost to the Lakers in the finals. He did a great job of, you have a guy like Dwight Howard, and then you just throw a bunch of shooters, uh, you know, ball handlers around him. And again, he's known for pick and roll. So that it worked really, really well for for uh, Orlando while he was down there. Uh, man, they had uh, uh, Nelson. They had Turkoglu, um, Rashard Lewis. I mean, they had, they had a really, really good team. It was a solid team. Um, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, the Lakers held them off and, and we won. I think that was our second championship uh, post yeah, post Shaq. I think the first one was was the Celtics. Unless I have those uh, mixed up. Either way, Stan or Jeff Van Gundy, I'm a fan of both. I like them. they're they're old school though. So <laughs> who knows if either one of them ever gets a job in the NBA as a as a head coach again? Anyway, Tom Thibodeau is the next one. <sighs> Man, after Tom essentially was given credit for the defense of the Boston Celtics while Kevin Garnett was there. He certainly had some success with Chicago, but I'm not a huge fan of Tibbs. I, I, I was pretty high on him, you know, when he got that Chicago job, and obviously he did a good job down there. The guy was known for defense yet, and again, and, and he did a great job of it. Obviously, Celtics did a good job in uh, – Chicago with the Bulls, yet he could never get a very athletic and young Timberwolves team here recently to play any defense. So, you know, if we want to go back 10 years, which of course I just did with Jeff <laughs> uh, back then, but Tom, great defense 10 years ago, uh, he either people just figured him out, he was he was unable to adapt to the, to the way the game is here uh, today, but the Timberwolves team did not play defense at all and it's remarkable to me especially when you have a guy as, as big as athletic talented as Carl uh, Anthony Towns Tibbs is also like he's a really harsh coach and he's known for having a short leash yelling <laughs> you can't watch a game of him coaching without hearing him yelling and of course his players uh, played some really heavy minutes that's not really the type of coach that the Lakers would ever look at at this point, especially when you really have an, an, an aging LeBron where you have to monitor his minutes. Tom Thibodeau is not going to be that coach that's going to be monitoring his minutes. So Thibodeau is, again, I want to mention just because he is a good coach that's out there, but uh, the chance of him uh, coming to Lakers are approximately negative, negative 50. <laughs> Scott Brooks. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail with Scott, but uh, again, this is kind of just because he is currently employed by the Wizards, but I really like Scott Brooks uh, back when he was coaching the the Thunder, and then they got rid of him for uh, Donovan, and he went over the Wizards, and I think he's done some good stuff with the Wizards. They, they haven't completely put it together, but um, that may or may not be his fault. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't really paid too much attention to the Wizards, but I mentioned him because... It is possible he gets fired after the year. He 
you know, they, they're obviously tanking due to the John Wall injury. Uh, Bradley Beal's still playing and playing amazingly, but they're just, you know, they're tanking. So sometimes this happens where those coaches get fired, a la Luke Walton. Um, he has been notably great at developing young talent. This is the, the biggest reason why I mention him. If you remember, he did coach the Durant, Westbrook, and Harden when they were like infants in the league. He did a fantastic job with them. Uh, of course, they did not win a championship. That was mostly due to the Spurs and the Lakers. But it's notable what Scott Brooks did with that team. So I think if he were to get the axe at the end of the season, in my opinion, and I, again, I don't think the Lakers would look at him, but in my opinion, Scott Brooks would be the best available. He's had the most recent um, success of all the three. Well, I guess you would say Teron Liu had the most success uh, due to the championship. But as far as development, which is what the Lakers need right now, Scott Brooks, to me, would, would be the man to do it, unless there's some assistant out there that, you know, flying under the radar. The last one that I will mention before we end the show is current Lakers assistant Brian Shaw. Kobe Bryant was always a huge supporter of Brian Shaw. And I remember when Phil Jackson retired back in 2011, I remember Kobe endorsing Shaw to be the next head coach. I was for that. I thought Shaw uh, was groomed well, and it would be a pretty seamless transition. Uh, That did not happen, and Shaw ended up going to Denver. Uh, He was there for a little less than two years, and as you can imagine, it didn't didn't go well. He was fired in the second year after going 20 and 39. Uh, So I know I mentioned Brian Shaw simply out of respect for him and being in the Laker family. Being somebody who's been in the league and assistant for a long time, head coach in a small stint, uh, I don't exactly remember what all happened up there in Denver, but um, I think it's it's just it's worth putting him on the list. Although I I don't believe the Lakers at this point would look at him as the head coach for a couple of reasons. One, and this is maybe just a one off, but I remember a game earlier this season. Luke Walton, I I don't know how this happened, but he got himself ejected. And I remember Brian Shaw was the guy taking over the team. And, man, he looked just frantic. And I I just, I don't know, I that just, I didn't look this up. I didn't do any research on this part. Like, I'm just, uh, this is just something that popped into my memory. And I just, it hasn't left my memory. Uh, that he just he just looked scared. He looked frantic, and uh, it's just not a good look. Again, I don't know. Maybe he will get a look. I don't know. I don't know how the you know inside the Lakers organization with the players. Maybe he has created a great relationship with those players. Certainly in Denver, we must say, coach, he did not, and they didn't want to play for him. But if he turned that around this year with this Lakers squad, you know, over the last couple of years, I should say. Uh, you know, maybe he will get a look, but I, uh, again, that was just something that I saw. It was maybe a one-off. I'm not sure, but he looked frantic. It's just something I haven't forgotten about. The other reason 
I, I highly doubt that he would get a look is because you go and you fire Luke Walton. Of course, Luke Walton brought Brian Shaw in as, I believe, his official title is probably head assistant, um, uh, head, head coach, assistant head coach. Brian Shaw being the ties that he would have with Luke Walton, big friends, all that, my guess is the next coach will essentially more or less gut it. Um, doesn't mean we don't see Brian Shaw as an assistant next year, but to take that person who is that close to Luke and then make them the head coach, it just doesn't seem like that's a likely outcome. So anyways, that is our show. It's uh, it's starting early, but the coaching rumors are already in full force, and uh, I believe there are good coaches out there, but the Lakers won't make the decision solely based on who the best coach is. They will make the decision mostly based on one man's opinion. Thank you so much for listening to the Lakers Underground podcast. LakersUnderground.com is still a new website, and we're currently working to continue to make it better and not just the home of the podcast like it is today. In the coming episodes, we continue to cover the latest Lakers news, rumors, and topics uh, the talking heads on TV bring up. So if you know what's good for you, subscribe and join us next time. So long.